You're listening to the Quince podcast. Recently on 30th March, Brazil's drug regulator Anvisa had rejected Bharat Biotech's application for supplying Covaxin in the country. The reason being that they claim Bharat Biotech, which is the Hyderabad-based pharma company that is manufacturing the Swadeshi vaccine in India, hasn't taken adequate measures to completely kill or inactivate the virus. They've also alleged a few other problems with the vaccine. Anvisa claimed that there was a possibility of variations in the potency and antigen quantity in the vaccine doses. Basically, they pointed to the lack of a guarantee in how safe Covaxin is. And so Brazil decided to not go ahead and buy the 20 million Covaxin doses that it was planning on getting, even though it's the third most affected country in this pandemic after India. He said that Brazil won't buy the doses until Bharat Biotech fixes these problems. But these irregularities that Anvisa is pointing out, why did the CDSU not raise them before? And also after these matters came to light, why has it not taken any action? You're tuned in to The Big Story, the podcast where we dissect the headline-making news for you. And I'm your host, Shorburi. My guest for today's podcast is Priyanka Pulla, a freelance science journalist based in Bangalore. Hi, Priyanka. You've been on a podcast before and I once again welcome you to The Big Story. I'm glad to be here. Priyanka, you've written an in-depth story for The Quint about these allegations raised by Anvisa. Let me also tell our listeners here that the story is up on The Quint website as well. Please check it out. And we're here to understand from you, Priyanka, in this podcast as to how serious Anvisa's allegations are and what it means for India, especially as we know from reports that the center plans to ramp up co-vaccine production to up to 100 million doses per month by September. And we also want to know as to how India and Bharat Biotech are responding to these criticisms. So let's start with the allegations itself. Anvisa says that they're not sure that Bharat Biotech has taken measures to properly kill or inactivate the virus. Um, if I understand it correctly, if, if such an allegation can be proven, does it not mean that people can get COVID from the vaccination itself, Priyanka? Yes. Uh, so I will explain a little bit about the process of manufacturing the inactivated vaccine. Right. It's important to understand that there are multiple levels of quality control. Right. So as I uh, explained in my story, the first step is to inactivate or kill the virus. Now, you're basically making sure it cannot replicate in your body anymore and cannot infect you. Uh, and the manufacturer will do it with either a heat or a chemical. Now, the second step is to prove that the inactivation is complete, mm. that it worked. Mm. So this is the quality control step. Mm. Now, there are many ways to do this. Uh, one of the oldest, simplest tests, you know, for a polio virus vaccine was they would basically uh, put the inactivated virus mm. in a cell line and then check if the cell line is showing cytopathic effects, which means that check if the virus is killing those cells. Mm. So even if a little bit of virus is left in your uh, product after you have finished the inactivation, it would it would show up in this test, in this proof of inactivation. Mm. So that that is the second step. Mm. Now, beyond that, there is a third step which you need to do, which is that you need to prove that this proof of inactivation is is valid. Mm. Okay, mm. Um, and this is done in terms of sensitivity, specificity. Mm. 
Now, a very simple way of looking at specificity mm. is that, you know, in if you look at the cell line test I just described, mm. you put the virus in the cell line and you see if there are any effects on the cells. Mm. You have to make sure that no other virus is killing that cell, right? right? And it is only this SARS-CoV-2 virus which you are testing for. Otherwise, that test will go off with something else mm. and, you know, you don't know if it's specific. Sensitivity means that even tiny, tiny amounts of virus are still there. You need to be able to detect it. So if tiny amounts of virus are not killing those cells, are not showing the effects you're looking for, it's it's not sensitive enough. Now, what we know uh, or uh, what Anvisa alleges is that Bharat Biotech did not follow the third step. So basically, they did, uh, we we are are assuming they did inactivate the product. Mm. And they did a test for inactivation, but they did not validate the test for inactivation. Um, so what, what this means is that you're right. Uh, these steps exist for a reason. They, they are two steps away from actually the, the, the basic step of inactivation. They're two sort of degrees of separation away from that. But still, these are very important steps because we have seen a lot of incidents in the past when you when where when we neglected these steps, live virus ended up in the vaccine. So you're right, the risk of not doing these quality control steps and the reason these steps exist is that the vaccine itself might give you the virus. So among the um, major and minor criticisms, they've also said that Bharat Biotech did not also ensure the sterility and purity of co-vaccine. Can you please also explain what this means? Yes. So uh, sterility means that the vaccine should not contain any viable microorganisms, right? Um, You know, any microbe or spore, something that can, you know, again, replicate in your body. And this is apart from the SARS-CoV-2 virus. Now, why why is this important? Because vaccines are injected into our bodies. Mm-hmm. Now, if we take an oral drug, it'll pass through a gastrointestinal system, mm-hmm. and that has many protections. There are, you know, strong acids and enzymes, and there's an immune system. Mm-hmm. All this will protect you, even if there is some microbial contamination. But when you're injecting the vaccine directly into your blood, mm-hmm. even if there is just a little bit of some microbe, it can give you an infection. So it, it's very risky. Mm-hmm. Uh, so ensuring this doesn't happen is called ensuring sterility. Right. Yeah. Now, how do companies, manufacturers uh, ensure this? Now, this is a huge process. Like, uh, you know, many of us lay people don't really have an idea, but it has to happen at every step of manufacturing. The entire manufacturing line has to be tightly monitored. You know, the water which goes into the manufacturing plant, the air that is circulated, any of this can have the microbes. Uh, And in the core area of the plant where the vaccine is finally filled into the vials, they're very, very tight controls. Workers have to wear sterile gowns, they have to wear sterile shoe covers. Uh, You know, there are technologies like laminar airflow that are used where, you know, the air basically flows in the, uh, with the same velocity in the same direction so that particulate matter doesn't get distributed in an unpredictable way. So this entire process of ensuring sterility is, is a fairly huge enterprise. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Anvisa has not uh, in its report revealed what exactly they thought was a risk to sterility so we don't know what it was any of these many things could have gone wrong but you know I have read previous reports 
for sterile injectable plants, you know, which raise issues about sterility. And there are things like, you know, the workers were not changing their socks before entering uh, the clean area. So the socks wow. itself would have brought microbes into the clean area, and that has actually happened. So lots of really tiny things have to be controlled in a sterile injectable or vaccine plant. Um, uh, about purity, again, it's, uh, it's a similar thing. Purity means that there should be nothing apart from the inactivated virus uh, and adjuvant, which basically is something you mix to enhance the immune response and excipients which add the bulk and volume to that. Apart from this, there should be nothing else. Uh, So microbes are one side of the story, but impurities are, you know, the other chemicals that can get into this product uh, at various stages in the manufacturing process. Again, we don't know why exactly Anvisa said impurity was an issue because they don't give any details. Okay. And um, a third problem was that of the potency measurements as well. What does this mean? That different doses may have different variations? Yes, that's correct. So again, uh, potency is... uh, uh, When I spoke to some experts, they said potency for a vaccine is typically measured in terms of the antigen. Now, the antigen is a protein on the surface of the virus, which will basically be recognized by your body and you know, elicit the immune response, the antibodies in your body. So it is the antigen, which is the most crucial, uh, uh, you know, uh, part of your vaccine. Mm -hmm. So typically for measuring vaccine potency for all existing uh, uh, vaccines like the flu vaccine or the rabies vaccine is done in terms of the number of units of an antigen. Mm -hmm. Whereas what Bharat Biotech has done according to Anvisa is that they have used total protein. Now, why is total protein an issue? Uh, What Anvisa says and what my sources also told me is that if you measure total protein, you will also, in in that amount, you will uh, get both degraded antigen and intact antigen, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Now, antigen can degrade during the manufacturing process. Now, if it has degraded, it will not elicit an immune response in your body, right? right? It will not be effective. Whereas it is intact, it will. But if you're counting degraded plus intact together to say it's it's, um, effective, it probably will not be. Mm -hmm. So... So that is the issue which Anvisa had pointed out. And incidentally, this kind of potency issues are really, uh, are are something which are tackled by every vaccine manufacturer. This is not specific to Bharat Biotech alone. Uh, Similar issues have been reported with the mRNA vaccines too, the Pfizer and the Moderna vaccines in in early days. Yeah. Uh, Prinka, you know, in your article, you said that these factors that we're talking of right now, is required to be proven under both Indian and Brazilian laws. There's a set of standards to follow that you've mentioned in your article called the Good Manufacturing Practices or the GMP that was brought in to avoid man-made epidemics triggered by unsafe vaccines. So my question is, what can go wrong if the GMP isn't followed? I mean, one thing that um, I know that has been reported of is how 15 million doses manufactured by Johnson & Johnson had to be discarded because it didn't meet the standards. Which is why keeping an eye out on all this is so important at all stages, right? Absolutely, yeah. Um, so yeah, there was a mix-up between at, at one of the American facilities, which was make, making both the AstraZeneca vaccine and the Johnson and Johnson vaccine, yeah. uh, and they mixed up the ingredients between these two vaccines. So mm-hmm. uh, I, I'm not really sure how it happened, but mm-hmm. yes, that would be a GMP issue. You know, maintaining the separation. I believe the uh, US FDA had a rule that the same 
facility cannot manufacture two different types of uh, you know uh, similar platform vaccines and that wasn't followed in this case mm-hmm. so so yes and the other thing i want to point out is that good manufacturing practices are the minimum set of requirements to ensure quality now uh, a lot of people have been pointing out after this story my story was published is mm-hmm. that different countries have different uh, requirements and you know maybe india's requirements are different yeah. in this case it isn't true but i will also say that good manufacturing practices exist for a reason you know mm-hmm. a regulator is not going to impose a rule that that you know uh, leads to an unnecessary cost for the manufacturer they will not ask you to validate your uh, proof of inactivation mm-hmm. if they don't believe that, it, that there is a serious risk to the end consumer mm-hmm. right um so because we also want to ensure access to these vaccines we don't want to kill the industry yeah. so these rules exist for a reason these rules are very critical they are not trivial yeah. um and the other thing i wanted to point out is that the anvisa report also said that their inspection revealed three critical violations of gmp yeah. 12 major violations and 14 minor violations now three critical findings sounds not only like the gmp measures were violated but that the violations were pretty serious in terms of affecting the health of the end consumer mm-hmm. so if what anvisa says is true mm-hmm. it is a genuine worry that the product may be unsafe or ineffective yeah. and an important question that you also raised in your story is why did the cdso not raise these same problems when covaxin was licensed for use in india of course covaxin was granted a license in a hurried manner that was criticized by a lot of experts in which the approval was granted without finishing the clinical trial or even evaluating the efficacy so do you think that the fact that covaxin was you know given license in a clinical quote unquote clinical trial phase a process that we've never seen before without adequate data to test it all make these allegations a bit concerning for india as well Yes I I personally think that the way in which the phase 3 trials were waived they were not skipped but the approval was given for the vaccine to be given to most people even before the phase 3 trial was completed yeah. that is an indication of you know pressure on the company to put this vaccine out quickly to put an indigenous atmanirbhar made in india vaccine out quickly yeah. so which is that is the reason why i'm willing to take anvisa's allegations more seriously because we have already seen evidence of the amount of pressure on bharat biotech by the government to do things fast even if it leads to a loss of due diligence um So yes I think I I I definitely think that CDSO owes uh, the 11 million people who have been given covaxin an answer to these questions. And when you reached out to the CDSO and also Bharat Biotech for a comment what did they say did they um answer any of your questions? No I never heard back from the drug controller general of India who's the head of CDSO. Right. This is in fact a repeated problem with our drug regulator they're uh, they're very unapproachable right. uh, to the media. Right. Bharat Biotech said there was a misunderstanding and that Anvisa would issue a clarification in 2 or 3 days right. but they did not but but when I specifically asked them that uh, asked them if they had validated the proof of inactivation I did not get an answer to that. Right. Um and no clarification from Anvisa has has come out so far. Okay. So now that the government has roped in Hafkin by pharmaceuticals to manufacture Covaxin and also to other public sector companies, if these problems have not been resolved yet in Covaxin, do they then extend to the doses that will be manufactured by these companies as well? 
Yeah, in Hafkind's case, yes, because I think Bharat Biotech is transferring the technology to them. So absolutely, the the same issues will uh, apply to them as well, because I believe they're going to transfer the bulk inactivated product to Hafkind. Mm -hmm. And if so, they still have to demonstrate kinetics of inactivation, validation of proof of inactivation, you know, go the whole hog. Mm -hmm. Uh, But in general, I believe Hafkind in any case is not going to start manufacturing for at least a year because they need to set up a BSL-3 facility. Mm -hmm. So so I I do foresee quite a few problems going ahead in scaling up this vaccine. Thanks a lot, Priyanka, for being a part of this podcast and giving us an in-depth understanding of vaccine manufacturing protocols. Thank you. And once again, I'd also like to tell our listeners that you can also read her story on the Quint website. And while you do that, please also check out Quint Fit, which is the Quint's health portal for other COVID-related stories. If you like listening to this episode, please subscribe to the Big Story playlist for episodic updates. We'll have on Apple, Google Podcast, Spotify, GeoSavan, and most of the other popular podcast streaming platforms. For other podcasts, please log on to the Quinn website and check out the podcast section. For any feedback, shoot an email to podcasts at thequinn.com. Thanks for listening. Log on to the Quinn's website and check out our other podcasts.